In this episode of Nonprofit Success, I help you plan and create an email marketing timeline for your end of year fundraising campaign. You're listening to Nonprofit Success, a podcast all about nonprofit marketing for nonprofit leaders, helping you impact more lives by answering the questions you need to define and build a powerful nonprofit marketing strategy. Welcome to Nonprofit Success, the podcast that's all about being the ultimate marketing and promotion resource for nonprofit leaders. I'm Justin Raymond, and today's episode is going to specifically focus on helping you create an email marketing timeline for your end of year fundraising campaign. It's that time of year again. Your organization had a goal in the beginning of the year to raise X amount of money. X amount of funds, whatever it is, whether it's 100 grand, 200 grand, 300 grand, or it's less than that. You could be close, you could already hit it, or you could be far away. Regardless, don't worry, there's still plenty of time till the end of the year. There's still hope. You still have until the end of December to raise funds, but you need to start moving now and you need to start moving quickly. More specifically, you need to start communicating with your champions, fans, followers, followers, mailing lists, yesterday. All the channels you should be using to communicate are emails, mailers, social media, events, and whatever else you have done that has been successful in the past. You need to be using those things to reach out to those that love your organization, support your organization, and donate funds to your organization. So let's let's jump into this because like I said, you need to be communicating about your end of year appeals, your end of year fundraising yesterday. So let's let's get into it. So the question is, when should I start sending out emails for our end of year campaign and how often should I send emails out? Now before I jump into this, I want to touch how often should I send emails out? It's a very delicate question. And it could change from person to person. Now, when somebody views their email inbox, it's very personal. It's like a sanctuary. And if you do something that violates their sanctuary, something that they don't like, there's lots of ways they can retaliate with their email service provider. They can hit the spam button and you can't ever email them again, like it won't go in their inbox. It'll be dropped into spam. And whatever email platform you're using to send emails, it will damage your sender reputation. Or they can just delete it. Or they can unsubscribe. So I mean there's there's a there's those are some ways that if you make them mad, if you violate some of their unwritten rules of the email inbox. They will never look at your emails and they might look at your your organization a different way because you violated their privacy, violated their rights. So how can you avoid those situations? Because if that's the case, you can't communicate with them. So some of the things to think about is you don't ever want to email somebody more than once per week. I mean, it probably depends on the email, but it doesn't matter how many emails somebody gets. They're going to remember 
who it's from. It's crazy if you think about it. Just think about the emails you get every day. You know when an organization emails you more than once a week. They look familiar. You know, their logos in the email. The format's similar. The from is similar. You're like, can be like, hey, they already emailed me this week. Why do they keep emailing me? And yes, you might be hitting the delete button, but there comes a point in time where you're like, these guys are spamming me. I'm tired of them. So I'm going to hit spam so they can't email me anymore. So don't email anybody more than once per week. Unless it's some kind of campaign that you're doing, but I don't recommend doing that. Something else to think about uh, when you're sending emails is being consistent. Um, like, like if it's a newsletter, send it the same time every month so, so, so they can expect to get it. It's not outside the norm. The norm. And they remember that they subscribe to your email. So they didn't they didn't subscribe to it. You make them mad. They might not remember. They'll unsubscribe or they'll hit spam. Another way you can probably make somebody mad uh, with an email is by tricking them with your subject line. So having a subject line that tricks them to open it. And then when they open it, it has nothing to do with the subject line. Complete 180. They're really confused. They're mad because you tricked them. So those are just some of the things you don't want to do to people that you're communicating with. And I'll give them a bad taste about your organization. I'll do another podcast on that just to cover all those items. So your email sender status stays good and you continue to get engagement. So how often should I send out emails in this campaign? That I briefly covered that. I'll cover that some more uh, momentarily. So first, okay, let's, let's now talk about an email timeline. Now, when I mentioned... I'm going to help you plan your email timeline. It is the the time, the months, the days that you're sending out emails for a specific campaign. So for your end of year fundraising campaign, you need to start sending out emails right now. So let's let's plan that. You and your marketing department should plan when an email is going to go out and what the email should be about. So before that's the case, you need to look at your data. Look at all the past emails you've sent out. When have you had the best open rates? The day and time, the group. When have you had the best click rates? The day, the time, the group. Look at your data. Your data will help you decide on your timeline. You'll know when you've had the most success. Hopefully you've done some A-B tests. If not, you can look to see when you've had the best engagement rates and go with that. And as you're doing this campaign, you can make adjustments um, depending on what happens when you're sending out the emails. So after you look at the data um, for the days and dates, establish your timeline. Send out one email one week. Wait a couple of weeks, send out another email. And so when it comes to email t- timeline, I recommend you know getting, whether it's a, a spreadsheet or some kind of whiteboard that um, establishes when the emails are going out. So you don't miss out on those emails going out. Um, if you rely on these emails to help you get this campaign going, along with other channels, hopefully doing a, a multi-channel campaign with social media, um, you know, whether it's mailers or whether it's emails, hopefully you got all those things working together to help you get all these funds. Um, but you don't want to miss out on, on these emails because they're all working together. So this timeline will establish the days, the time, the dates that all these emails are going out. So you can hold hold somebody accountable and make sure it gets done. So what can you use to send out emails? You know, there's, there's lots of things you can do. 
You can create lists in, in Gmail. You can create lists in Outlook. Um, but one of the things I recommend doing is, um, depending on your resources uh, that you have available and the time that you have, um, finding a email uh, marketing platform to use, like MailChimp, for instance, real easy to use. You can store all your um, email addresses in there, and it's free up to 2,000 subscribers. Now, I know depending on the size of your organization, you might have less, you might have 2,000, or you might have a lot more. But there's MailChimp, Constant Contact, Vertical Response. There's lots of email service providers out there that can help you get out, get out, get these emails and this and, and your message out to the people you want to get it to. And now using those platforms is really helpful because you can create, you know, great email templates. You can and it makes it real easy to use. It saves you time. You can also segment your lists depending on where they are in your buckets, where they're champions, donors, volunteers, clients, whatever they are, you can segment those lists and then you can send specific emails to those lists. So it's more relevant message and it can resonate with them. So check out all, check out the email platforms on there, do research. I'm sure you can find it on Google, but definitely check out MailChimp, constant contact, vertical response. And on top of creating really professional, incredible looking emails, segmenting lists also provides data on those lists. You can see the open rates, click rates. Um, you see so much data that will help you make decisions and help make your email marketing campaigns better. You know, whether it's the, the conversion rate, you know, are those people clicking, filling out a form to donate to your organization? So how many emails should you send out for this fundraising campaign? I would not send out more than seven emails. If you do eight, that's okay, but I would stick to seven. And I did that. I chose that number because it's October already. You need to start sending out emails now before the other organizations do it. Because, you know, all these nonprofits and organizations out there are going to start doing what you, what you want to do to raise these funds. You know, everybody's going against the clock, going going against 2018 here. So you need to get ahead of the pack. So start sending out emails this month. I would send out two emails this month. I don't know what campaign you're doing, how much you're trying to raise, but I would send out one email announcing this campaign and how much money you have left uh, to raise. That should be the first email that goes out. It's an announcement that said, hey, by the way, you know, uh, depending on wh where they are or what lists they're in for your organization, you know, one email there. Another two weeks later, I'd send out another email, especially in October, because the only holiday in October is Halloween and nobody really goes on vacation then. And so then then November hits. November's interesting because you got Black Friday and you got Thanksgiving. Um, so there there's some places there where people aren't going to check their emails and they're not going to donate money because they're on vacation. So you need to hit them before the Thanksgiving holiday happens. So I would send two emails early November about your fundraising. And now depending on, I mean, the next episode after this, I'll talk about what these emails should have, what they should contain, because you don't want to send the same email every every time. That violates another another inbox uh, you know, issue that someone might have. Um, but I'll send out two emails in November. And, you know, Black Friday is coming up. So 
you could somehow incorporate, or I think Cyber Monday might be in November too as well, incorporate your organization into Cyber Monday or Black Friday and do some kind of campaign in there to help you raise more funds. And now December gets interesting. A lot of people take a lot of time off in December, you know, because uh, of Christmas. <laughs> Christmas and then New Year's Eve uh, is in December, and people are already spending a lot of money. But it's, you know, the season of giving. And people are more willing to give, especially, you know, in the past and all these new laws now don't help. But people are in the giving spirit in the month of December. So I recommend sending three emails out in December and figure out how you can tie in Christmas to your organization. Tie in the giving to your organization. Inspire. Motivate them. Whether, you know, there's other ways of doing it, too. Like you can do peer fundraising. And you can, you know, work together, like I said, with social media and mailers to make this happen. So, like I said, I would do two emails in October, three in November, three in December uh, to make this happen for you. And you're going to want to change up the emails. So that's that's the email timeline I recommend for this fundraising campaign. If you already started doing it, that's great. I hope it's working out for you. If you haven't started doing it, check out this timeline. Um, look at your data and see when the best day and time is to send out those emails and plan your timeline accordingly. I hope this has been helpful. The next episode will talk about the kind of messages and what these emails should can contain to inspire and motivate people to donate to your nonprofit organization. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Nonprofit Success. If you learned something new, or if you have questions about a specific nonprofit marketing tactic or tip, please feel free to shoot me a message on LinkedIn. You can find the URL on the main podcast page. And uh, one thing real quickly, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to this podcast and share this podcast with other nonprofit leaders or members. It is my goal and purpose in life to inspire a million people to do good. And I plan on doing that just through the knowledge and skills uh, in marketing that I've developed throughout the years. So I just hope that with my knowledge and skills on marketing, I can help nonprofits make a bigger impact and therefore inspire others to take action. So please subscribe and share nonprofit success. Have a great day.